So in our epistle this morning from 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking to the church in Corinth, and as is always the case, he's also talking to the church at Countryside. And he says, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. And when I read that, I said, Paul, what in earth are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. Do this, but don't do that. Do it as if you don't do that. What exactly are you saying? I get like that sometimes. I, I want to understand what it is the Holy Spirit has for us. Uh, on these Sunday mornings and sometimes I just don't get it and so I don't know exactly how to tell you how to get it because I don't understand it myself and so it took me a whole lot longer than I would have wanted it to to get to the bottom of this short piece of scripture but I think I finally understand it and I will do my best this morning to help you to understand what it is Paul is saying here. Because it's a rather cryptic piece of scripture, I think you'll agree. But once we drill down into it, Paul is telling us this. Time is of the essence. There's no time to waste. So don't complicate your lives any more than necessary. He's saying, keep it simple. Whatever you're doing, keep it simple. Keep it simple in your marriage. Keep it simple in your grief. Keep it simple in your joy. Keep it simple in whatever you are engaged in, even in ordinary things, your daily routines, going to the grocery store, going to the hardware store, wherever it is you're going and doing, going to your job, keep it simple. Deal as sparingly as possible with the things that the world thrusts upon you because this world, as you see it right now today, as you're experiencing it, this world is on the way out. And something new is coming. Well, that's a, least, a little bit easier to understand, isn't it? That this life is temporary. And so there's no sense getting all wrapped around the axle about what's going on in this life. Because it's going to change. It's going to change. Not only just change, but change for the better. And so we have to kind of ask ourselves some questions this morning. Do we walk through our days, these days that we've been given, with a sense of urgency? Do we walk through our daily routines with any sense at all that the time is short? 
Do we have any routine sense in our daily lives that the plan of God for this world, the world in which we live, that plan is unfolding before our eyes and that soon, not just soon, but very soon, this world will pass away and the promise of the new heaven and the new earth will come to pass. And when that happens, we have to be ready for it. Do we have any of that sense as we got up this morning that there's a sense of urgency about things? Do we have that sense? Or are we going through our days wholly, totally immersed in the world? Instead of a sense of urgency for the things of God, have we set about busying ourselves with the things of the world? See, we may move about with this sense of purpose, but whose purpose? Let me say that again. We might have a sense of purpose. We may get up and think of all the things I have to get done today. And none of it may be on God's list. It's just on ours. Whose purpose are you moving about today? With whose purpose are you moving about today? Is it all about you and your agenda? Or is it God's plan and what God has for your life? Is your life complicated in the things of the world or are you spending time in the word and the will of God? Are you getting your life centered on Jesus Christ? Getting your loved ones ready for his coming? Are you getting your houses in order for the return of the king? Is that your focus in your daily routine or is it all about you and your schedule, you and your agenda? It's a lot of questions, Pastor. And know this, they're all directed right back at me. When I think about my daily schedule, I guarantee you, if I were to line it all out with the little check boxes next to each item, and as I said, you know, this is what I'm going to start out doing this morning, and as, as my day progresses, I'm going to check these boxes off, and when I get to the end of my day, I hope that all these boxes are checked, and then I can go home and go to bed and feel like I have accomplished something. I guarantee that if I were to truly analyze that list, there are some things that I think are important that are not God's plan. Because that's, I'm only human. That's the way we tend to operate in this world. And so we're in the middle of the season of epiphany. And we should be asking ourselves these introspective questions this morning as we examine the current state of affairs in our daily or weekly routine what percentage of time am I devoting to the Word of God? What 
percentage of time do I devote to communion and prayer? What part of my day or week do I spend in worship of the one who alone is truly worthy of my time, worship, and devotion? What percentage of my day is spent in the plan of God for my life versus my own wants and desires and things that I think are important in the world? When I look at my agenda and the schedule is so jam-packed with things to do that I simply have to give something up because my week is so full of stuff that I want or I feel needs to get done, is the thing that I choose to put off, is that thing that I cross off my list, worship or Bible time or prayer time? What's the first thing that gets crossed off my list? Is it Sunday worship? Is it visiting with somebody who's sick and could really use a visit? Is it feeding the hungry? Is it fellowship with fellow believers? Is that the thing I've crossed off my list this week because there just isn't enough time in my agenda? Is it communion with God? Is it my prayer time? What is the last thing of God that I sacrificed on the altar of the world in the name of self, in the name of me and my agenda? What have I sacrificed that was of God and chosen to do something that was all about me and the world instead? Oh, these are all directed at me, I promise you. Paul is telling us that we have to simplify our lives. We have to move through this world being in it, but not being of it. We have to detach ourselves from being entirely immersed in the world so deeply that we lose ourselves in it. We can't spend all of our time devoted to the things of the world and expect that we could ever possibly be in tune with, in step with, the Holy Spirit and the things of God. It's just not possible. Paul tells us that we have to keep it simple as we move through the world. In our daily routines, don't get so attached to the things in and of the world because God has plans and he has purpose for us that are not at all about this world. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. See, the bar he has set for you and for me is so much higher than the bar we could ever set for ourselves. Don't set your sights on achieving worldly stuff because when you do that, you limit yourself and your God-given potential when you aim that low. God's bar is so much higher. 
Jesus says in Mark's gospel, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Jesus says some cool stuff. And this year, I encourage you, I challenge you. Refocus your lives, your agendas on the things of God. Simplify your daily lives so that your focus is more on him and less on your own agenda in the world. When you cross things off your schedule, and you're going to have to cross some things off, cross off worldly things. Give yourselves more time to be a part of what God is doing in his kingdom. You want to be aligned with that, trust me. You want to be aligned with what God is doing in the world. You don't want to try to align what God is doing with what you're doing in the world. Because this world will pass away. And there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And you want to be part of that. This world will pass away. But God's kingdom is forever and ever. That's where the joy lies. It's not in your agenda. I have to tell you, I look at my agenda sometimes and I don't see the joy in it, even though the Bible tells me to count it all as joy. Sometimes the price is just so high, I can't count that high. God's kingdom is forever. And he wants you to join in with him in what he is doing in this world. And when you do that, the peace of God, that peace that passes all understanding. And that's where the joy lies, in the peace. Not in the hectic daily schedule, but in the peace that comes with aligning yourself with the purpose and plan that God has for you as you move through the world. You can take it to the bank. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.